What's up, everyone? This is Kevin Kryptonite of Mama's Basement. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, this is just a message to say episode six is a bit, you know, scuffed. There's going to be audio cutting in and out, some speeding up issues, this, that, and the other. I didn't want to scrap it entirely because, you know, I had a lot of fun recording with the guests that I had on. And I'm just going to leave it, you know, as is. Um, I will have the guests back on for another episode, so I guess uh, you can look forward to that. But as far as this episode is concerned, thank you so much for your support for the podcast and all the stuff that I've put out. It means a lot to me, and I appreciate you all. So um, that's all I wanted to say, and uh, let's get right into the episode, and I will see you in the next one as well. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Mama's Basement, episode six, the one when we make some noise with the boys. And today I have some wonderful guests. I'm not alone. And I'm very, uh, starting from the top, uh, we have Nemesis. Hi, everybody. Name's Nemesis Angie, usual gamer, semi promoter. Be sure to check out my streams on Twitch. Nemesis has Quaker J. Close to 50 followers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah please support him on Twitch. Uh, the boy is trying to do some things there. It's very entertaining. He is very charismatic. Uh, trust me about that. Mm-hmm. But he's like, like Angie, trust me. Nope. Hi, hi, hi. We have Ray. Ray, what's up? How you doing, man? Yo, hey guys. Uh, not a streamer or a YouTuber. Just your average gamer who likes talking about, well, games and movies, I suppose. Hundred percent. Ray is definitely, uh, like if I, if I was to pick anybody that's kind of in line with my nerd sort of you know taste, it would definitely be Ray. We basically watch the same media consume the same media like the man knows his stuff and uh, not just to if I find so yeah I do appreciate Ray thank you for coming through and last but not least oh, we yeah. have LG what is up on hi everyone yeah, well, my name is OG. Well, Nemesis OG in full, but I just have it as OG. And yeah, nothing special here. Just a gamer, I guess. Just a normal gamer. Love games, all sorts of games. Shooters, adventure, player. single player, multiplayer, all, all of that. So yeah. Hell yeah. Um, LG also one of those people that if I need somebody that is probably playing the same games as I am, he probably is because we got that same sensibility. And another thing that I do appreciate about LG is that he also sometimes puts me on stuff that I'm not aware of. I look into them and then I end up playing them. One of those things that I know he's pissed off at me about this was the multiplayer for Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, well, it's called Ghost Legends. <laughs> pissed off at me for that because I, I ended up playing it. And I'm telling you, like, I do not go to sleep without at least playing one match of the 
It's great. It's you see what good. I'm we gotta saying? get on that. I know. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. For real. For real. You are right about that. Yeah. I tried to tell you. I tried All right. To tell you. <laughs> you did. You did. But I mean, like, I didn't believe. I mean, like, it's very rare that you find single player games that have a good multiplayer, right? Like, maybe the last one that we had was The Last of Us. Like, that multiplayer yeah. was dope. Even uh, and, Uncharted 4 was... was um, yeah, Uncharted on time, I also heard. I, I heard that it was it was pretty lit as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And again, we're making some noise with the boys. That's going to be the name of the episode. I go by the name of Kevin Kryptonite. You can find me on Mama's Basement. This podcast can be found on Spotify. It can be found on Anchor. You have the Anchor app. Otherwise, you can uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel at Kevin Kryptonite. It is K-E-V-I-N-K-R-Y-T-I-N-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at the same thing, Kevin Kryptonite. So, without any further ado, let's get into it. So, uh, there's been a bunch of media that's come out recently. And uh, one of the things we were talking about was, um, before we started the podcast officially, we were talking about the Sony press conference. Sony had a press conference, uh, I, I believe, a couple of weeks ago. And if you know anything about the press conferences, they used to be like one cohesive thing. Everybody used to do it in a single location. But because of the pandemic, this, that, and the other, and also just business choices, they've decided to kind of branch off and do their own thing in terms of a digital showcase because that doesn't make really it doesn't really make sense anymore to have these press conferences really like were created so that uh, investors could come see what the projection of how the company is going and you know be okay with what's going on but what i, I appreciate is that these gaming companies have now seen that no this this is for the fans these are the people that are spending money on the stuff that we're doing so why not just give it to everybody in an accessible way which is now why they're doing stuff digitally that being said, Sony had a digital showcase and uh, a lot of games that are uh, projected for next year and a couple of years to come were shown there. Uh, one of them being um, God of War. Now, I want to start this conversation with you, Angie, because I've been lurking, you know, on the Sonys and I've seen that you've been playing God of War recently. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but the remastered, not the, not the new one. <laughs> Uh, that's a shame. That sucks. Okay, uh-huh. but anyway, but I'm sure you're aware of God of War. Wait. Yeah, I am aware of it. Sure. So anyway, uh, yeah, LG, you had God of War. You lended it yeah. to me. Played it. Freaking loved it. Dude, cannot speak highly enough of that game. It's a masterpiece from start to finish. Dude, especially what they did from taking it from how the how the game was a top down sort of top down view in the previous titles. And then putting it behind Kratos now. You know, it's a little bit yeah. more immersive, changing up the fighting mechanics, you know, the way the, the fighting system works. To a little bit right, more yeah. Dark Souls-y kind of, kind of thing. Like right. that type of, that. you know, fight and response. So yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for this next one, bro. It's because, I mean, the story was what really hooked. I mean, the fighting mechanics were dope. Fighting the Valkyries is dope. But it's really the story that keeps you hooked in this game, surprisingly. Written well, so I'm interested to see what they do with the second one. Yeah, and they did announce a couple of interesting things uh, concerning. Talk about them, brother. Talk about one of them. 
I'm here about the drama that people. The drama that the people are bringing up is that they do not like the way that Thor looks. If you don't know, by the way, in the game, Kratos is no longer in Greece. You know, him being the god of war, he was the god of war in Greek mythology. But now he finds himself in a Norse setting, right? He's part of Norse mythology. How he gets there, we still don't fully know. But yeah, that being said, he is now up against Norse gods, right? Mm. And that being said, he's going to come across some, you know, like I said, Norse gods. And one of the people he's come across is Thor. Now, like I said in the trailer, uh, we get to, I mean, well, in the end of the game, we get to, spoilers, by the way, we get to see yeah. Thor. Mm. So um, the people who are doing the models for the characters leaked the models for a few characters, one of them being Thor. So. Have you guys seen this and the drama surrounding it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Fat I love him. Honestly. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a great design. Honestly, like, I feel like mm. if they just replicated the Marvel Thor mm-hmm. that we all expected, then fans still would have been disappointed because we've already mm. seen that Thor in action so many times. There would have literally been nothing special about just him being fat makes me excited to see him in action you know so totally something different apparently it's closer to mythology as well and i'm I'm excited to see him in action that's the thing people are too people have been too marvelized at this point everything is marvel if you talk about thor you have to have a six-pack you know (laughs) golden hair blue-eyed type of type of person when in reality and what ray was saying that it's more closer to 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 the actual like myth you know the the greek uh whatever pantheon that thor is a little bit fat and you know it makes sense and technically these guys are actually keeping to the first game because those kids those two that we end up fighting the one is ripped but the other one is quite sluggish you know they have that thing of yeah, they have that thing of privilege, man. They are they are gods. They can they're gods, bro. Like they, you, you can't tell me they're they not want. eating. Yeah, you can't yeah. tell me they're not eating all day. You exactly. know, drinking and, and then Valhalla. And besides, if you look at some of the world's strongest men, they're not six pack men. They're type of guys that are bulky. Yeah, they have a shit ton of muscle, but they're round. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like it means anything that that my man store here is walking around with a pot dead. Oh, he'll still kill you anyway. Exactly. About. Like, oh, he definitely fuck your day up. <laughs> yeah, wholesale, and he 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 wouldn't even sweat. Right. But I think you know where it comes from. It comes from the fact that, um, I guess also video games have just made us have conformed us to think of a certain type of, you know, uniform body type when you think of you being the protagonist, right? Like it's very rare that you get games where you're the protagonist and they are trying to tell you a story and the person is like not an ideal body type all of these warriors you've ever played with all of these you know uh, battle ready people have always been like ripped super six pack you know muscle rippling all of that and what i think what about is the hollywood effect though that is true that is true but i mean that's most aesthetically pleasing like if you're going to be playing a game that's what running for seven hours at a time you kind of want to look at something that's appealing yeah true. but i mean now in this age where we're kind of uh I'm, I'm glad to see that there's more inclusive, inclusivity, you know, more acceptance of the way that we view characters and uh, 
the way that we have people included and stuff. It's good to see that, like, you know, accurate portrayals of stuff is being done, which is great. But I do think the reason why people were disappointed with Thor kind of also goes to, like, Kratos, right? You begin the game with this man and you can see, like, he is not to be messed with. He is freaking creepy. Like, you don't even know, you don't need to know his name and you and you need to know, but you can believe, like, you don't want to step on his toes. It's going to be a bad time for you. Right? And then you see Boulder also, and he's also, like, he's a skinny guy and he's so unassuming. But after that first punch, then you're like, oh, it's like that. Yeah. Right? But he's also kind of um, within the realm of acceptability that, okay, he's just a skinny guy, but he's really tough. Yeah, I and then you see, gone. right? But then you see his kids, like you said, those kids, and even they aren't necessarily your typical body type for anybody. Mm. They still kind of look like these guys are buff. The issue is that they thought, like, when you see his kids, you thought that maybe the dad is also, you know, similar in build to Kratos. Yeah, maybe. At least that's what your mind went to first. Like, when let's be honest, when you first saw that stinger at the end of the game. You had an image in your head of how Thor's gonna look, right? And I guarantee you, he looked nothing like what we're seeing, right? which is great. Well, I think they did throw Santa Monica did throw a bit of misdirection in our way because in the first game there were two statues of Thor, and right, right, right. Yeah, and in those statues, he was the buff, muscly guy. That we're used to seeing on media but then in actuality you know we, we we have this door that's causing all this debate and i i just think that also just extends the story a bit further because the people who built that statue probably have never seen though it's yeah. just it's a legend mm. you know so the obviously you're gonna make him this huge buff guy but in actuality i mean we have yeah. what we have now. You have, the, you have to think of also like the, the, the like the deities done in the world, right? Like he killed a giant, an actual frost giant. Yeah. By taking his, his chisel and hammer and then you know, bashing it into his head. So you think about somebody who can do that and you're like, oh, this man's, he's probably mad, mad great. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because mm-hmm. I was about to like do the same thing. Sorry? That, I was saying I was going to allude to the same thing that Ray was saying like bear in mind where Kratos and Atreus is is on earth let's just say on earth but whatever realm that the gods oversee so it's where the people would be I assume so they wouldn't have as much of a knowledge of what a god looks like unless he presents himself to yeah. Yeah. yeah can you guys hear me? say that again? Yeah, you, you cut off for a few seconds. There. Yeah, I, I, I cut oh, out that I, one. <laughs> oh, I cut out. No, I was saying like it makes sense that um, if if the the the, play, the game space where Kratos and Atreus is going around is like the Earth, it's like where the people are, then they wouldn't have an interpretation of what Thor looks like unless they actually saw him. You know what I mean? So it makes sense that the statue would be ripped, but in actuality, he's just a glutton. That is true. I mean, that, that also brings like, that that brings question into where are we like in the world? Are they 
are they in Midgard? Are we meant to believe that Kratos and Atreus are fully planted in Midgard, or are they are in there? Are they in some other realm of the night? No, they are in Mid. They are in Midgard. So they are in Midgard. I bet. Yeah, Midgard is Earth. Yet they have access to. Well, I guess you know they they they, they travel through. Uh, the world tree which is how they get to all these different places and what another thing that's super interesting is that we finally get to see what Tyr looks like the god of war for Norse mythology and also he kind of I don't know I don't know if he's conforming but I mean he looks I think his character model looks real he's, it looks dope super tall what do you mean by I love conforming I love that I love that scene in the trailer where he's like okay are you with us and then he stands up and you see oh no Thor I mean uh, sorry Kratos is very tiny compared to this large man yeah uh, personally I haven't seen any other representation of him in popular media so I I, I went into it with a blank state you know mm. when I saw it for the first time but yeah. I, I just pretty much got flashbacks of the giants from Skyrim when I saw him. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and those actually, giants actually, actually. They, they used to fuck shit up too, so it makes sense that he looked like that. Can somebody fill me in quickly? Is is Tia a giant or is this an ACL? Yes. Or? I was about to say I knew that Tia was a giant because uh, I think in the in the first game they they say that he's a giant. He is a giant. Isn't yes. he just friendly with the giants? But he is, but he's big though. And even in the uh, didn't in the depictions where you found those collectibles, he was big, wasn't he? Wasn't he a giant? Isn't he? He was a big boy. Big? I won't lie. He, he was like he, he was. I mean, they depicted him as being like larger than life. Big. But I think that was alluding to like his deeds and whatnot because he crossed over. He went to Egypt. He went to Greek. He, he went to you know. But that wouldn't affect you. But that right. wouldn't affect your height. I'm saying that I don't think that would affect your height. I think he has. No, no, no. But I'm saying that the depictions. I thought it was a, it was a thing uh, of them like picking him up, saying like he's larger than life. Mm. Only come to find out, no, he's actually really tall. Mm. Yeah, he's but like he could just be height. You say? Yeah. Oh no, I was just saying he's like three Kratos's. <laughs> like, that guy was tall. When his when Kratos' head moves up, and you're like, oh, dude, shit. Like, oh. <laughs> they even cut it. Like he didn't even finish standing up all the way. They just kind of yes. cut it. He didn't but stand up all the way. He was in a cell. The cell, I think, was too small for him. To be honest with you. Mm. Oh shit! If he's even bigger than that, then that's crazy. But I mean, because that was big. That, that was do, intimidating. Something I do appreciate is. Like the little things that, you know, of law and story that um, they made like language for us in that game, you know, in the way that uh, Atreus is teaching Kratos about the world because he's not really familiar with it. So the thing about the giants is what I found like very dope, where that in the realm of the giants and he's like, um, how can these huge people fit through that door? Then he's then Atreus laughs at him and he's like, oh, you're serious. And then he's like, "Why do you laugh at me?" He's like, "No, giants don't doesn't mean that you're actually giant. It's just a race. Just because you're a giant doesn't necessarily make you, you know, huge." And then he's like, yeah, "Okay, but... so what about uh, human gender?" It's like, "Okay, in his case, yes, he is a giant and he is actually huge." So giants come in all shapes and sizes, basically what we learned from. Them. I thought it was pretty yeah. cool. 
But I thought they had like a common, at least to a certain degree. But then, because of when, kind of what's the guys in the first game? What's his name? I forgot. Huh? The son. Atreus. Uh, no, 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 not Kratos' son. The one that fights Kratos. I forgot his name. Boulder. Boulder, yeah. When Boulder comes looking, it's like even the game kind of gives us the idea that maybe even they interpret giants as being huge because for the mere fact that Kratos was a bit was quite taller than Boulder, he assumed that this is the person he, he was looking for when in fact he was looking uh, for the boy. You know what I mean? Uh, like this, like... If you didn't know, if you couldn't recognize that Kratos was not uh, the wife, I forgot her name, if she wasn't the wife, and just assumed he's looking for a person with a particular name, then it means he already had an assumption that this person is big. It must be this person, right? No, it makes sense because the giants did hide themselves away from the rest of the nine realms, right? Mm. Because they knew that they were being hunted by Odin. So it does make sense yeah. that some of them might still have less. And Odin is just like Odin being the way that they say that he is. He tries to keep the knowledge of all that stuff to himself. Mm. Out of fear that, you know, if anybody actually finds out the truth, they might rise up against him, this and the other. But the giants just as a thing are kind of like this mysterious factor for everybody. Like nobody really knows what was going on with them. Which is going to be interesting to 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 uh, dive into with the second game because it turns out. Mm. Oh, Sati. So the giants. The giants. Wait, uh, start over. You cut. Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, what is the last? Just the last fifteen just seconds. Be- yeah, just before you started seeing the trees. Okay, so it, it turns out that Atreus is not the last of the giants, which is a very interesting mm. thing. Like in the pictures that we have seen, uh, it turns out there's another giant that is living, the, the black girl that we've seen. I don't know if uh, the name has been said yet, but she too it is has, a giant. But it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how she is going to fill us and Atreus in into his lineage and. If there's still more giants around this, that, and it's just gonna be great too. I don't know, man. I'm hyped about the game. I don't care if the gameplay is like literally a one-to-one of what the previous game is. Like, just give it to me because it was fun. One thing that uh, that is notably present, which wasn't in the other games, was is civilization. From what we've seen in the yeah, actual towns, yeah. So, oh, yeah. a lot of people complained that the first game felt kind of empty. It was mostly just Kratos and Atreus walking around. So, this time, it looks like they directly addressed that. I mean, I don't know. We haven't seen that these towns will be interactable, hopefully. But we did catch a glimpse of them in the trailer. It does look exciting, though. I wonder what this means. I always assumed from the direction that the first one was going that this one might even be a little bit more open world than the first one not necessarily saying that it's gonna be like full-on rpg open but just a little bit you know the the first one is side quest but i feel like each and every consecutive title they're just gonna open the game up a little bit more and more until eventually it will get to that point where it, it would be debatable
whether it's still uh, an action game or it's leaning into an RPG now. I feel like just even this one is going to be a little bit more open, a little bit more explorable. Some quests are going to be more optional. You know what I'm saying? I do, I do. Because obviously, like, um, the lake is now frozen, right? Because of it's Ragnarok. Ragnarok is coming. It's what is it called? Something winter. Uh, so the way we traverse, Pimble winter. Pimble winter. and the way we traverse now is with a sleigh. It seems like you, you you're gonna get yourself a sleigh uh, to to kind of traverse the map in some way. But there there was also things of you getting into the boat. So I don't know how. I guess maybe it's a different realm. Doesn't really matter. What I'm interested in seeing is how they are going to address Freya. Because she's hunting us actively. In the game, she's hunting traitors, traitors actively. And I know this might not be the case. It would be interesting to see though. But it would be dope if, like, you choose to play the game when, the way you want to whenever you do. Let's say the map opens up, right? And finally, uh, you can choose to do side quests, this, that, and the other. It would be interesting to see her just like pop up when you don't expect. Like you're in the middle of something and then she just come from nowhere. Is on some WhatsApp. I'm here. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, but wouldn't that be too difficult? I mean, if the Valkyrie boss was hard, imagine the Valkyrie queen, the actual. Yeah, I'm not saying like a full-on like, not like a full-on boss battle. Uh, yeah, but I mean, just like a thing of okay, now you have to make decisions, and you kind of have to fend her off, and then she just dips out. You know, okay. Once you like. You have willed her health down a bit, she just she dips out and then there's dialogue between Kratos and Treyas on some look, what we did was the right thing. I mean, what would have happened if we had let him live? Just you know, it would just be kind of cool to see a game do that. Where like an enemy is actively hunting you and you just have to watch your back because they can just interrupt your gameplay at any time. And that just as a bit of an annoyance or just as a way to kind of you know, uh, chop up the gameplay. Dark Souls 2 kind of did it right. It's not exactly the same thing, but there was the Pursuer early on in the game where the first time you encounter him, he comes to your location, right? And if you fail to beat him, at, it's a predetermined location that you discover, but it's not his only place that you can find him. So, right. you know, he, he what it does literally in his title, he pursues you. The first time, if, if you lose, then he goes away and you'll find him somewhere else and he'll be a lot harder to beat. All right. Have, yeah, I mean, in typical Dark Souls fashion. But the, it was kind of nice, like, being chased by a boss. It was the first time yeah, I saw also, What's the other Resident Evil? Resident Evil. Uh, oh, yeah, Mr. X. Oh, yeah. So that was kind of cool as well. Anyway, so that was God of War. Seems pretty dope. I'm super excited to see what we're going to be getting from that. We just, I'm going to try to get through this as quick as possible. Next thing that oh, we saw, wait. super exciting. Yeah, go on. I was going to say just one more thing on God of, God of War. Do you think they're going to try and do a duel kind of game where you can play as both Atreus and Kratos and swap between for like combos? 
Kind no, of I really hope they don't change. I really hope they don't change the gameplay like that. Yeah, same. It was not, not that, not that it's integrated too much. But what I'm saying is that you can fight as Atreus, or you can fight as Kratos. You know or what I'd rather have? Be back to Kratos. You know what I'd rather have? What they did with the Last of Us, like, like when Joe got sick, and then for a little bit you got to play as Ellie. Hmm. If something like that would happen, I would, I would rather accept that than a whole mechanic that I have to now learn again in terms of, oh, yeah. I can now switch in for a trace every now and then for combos. Because the combos, it was pretty complicated enough if you really try to think about it. Like, that's yeah. the kind of yeah. RPG element that I like where you have to min-max what abilities you can use, right? Like, if you're going to choose a trace to be able to, like... Um, shoot the wolves or the deer or the, the hogs you know you can kind of play around with what you feel like you want to use for the next game because i never changed away from the wolves those guys were the yeah. that was the best thing that a trace could have for him and then yeah like for creators i also ended up making him use the um the slash wave like he would slash in the air and the wave of slash would come through yeah and then like the shield bash where he would charge with the shield and then you could press the button and smack it on the floor and then send enemies into the air. Not oh, enough yeah. people. Sorry? Not enough people are talking about the fact that they announced that this is the last game set in that Norse region. Like this is a yeah, that's pretty much it for the yeah. North saga of God of War. Which I yeah. kind of felt like was too soon. But nah, just, no, no, no. I no, no, no. Whenever games so go into three, to go. yeah. Whenever games get into threes like that, just, oof, we get into draw, man. It gets bad. Like you only have to look at the Last of Us two to tell you that maybe if you did well the first time, it's okay. It's okay. So third game, totally new setting. Any predictions, guys? Egypt. Egypt. Yeah, I definitely got Egypt. I was also yeah. thinking. <laughs> I can't wait to kill Anubis. <laughs> or oh, whoever they bro. throw us, dude. Or whoever. Bring them. And, and Egyptians had way more advanced technology than what the Greeks and the North, the North. people did. Mm. So it's going to be quite interesting to see what Santa Monica does because that way like everybody has their own take on it we've all seen the assassin's creed take on egypt but I, I'm, I'm 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 quite interested in yeah are they gonna stay true to history are they gonna forego this whole theory of extraterrestrial beings that assassin's creed took because some of the things that they did was unexplained yeah, but i mean assassin's creed assassin's creed is kind of famous for like taking liberties True, true. Because I mean, at the end of the day, you still have this whole overall theory of there being the first people. Yeah. Like, what do they call them? The primordials. So you kind of have to wave that into the game in some way. And right now, they're a lot different from what they used to be. So you have things where, for instance, I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is set in Greece. Mm. Right? And what I do like about the liberties that they take with that is that there were a lot of creatures in Greek mythology that you expect to see. The Minotaur, Cyclops, you know, 
And what I love about how they, they, they approach that is like, these are just myths of people who were extraordinary, like somebody who had one eye, but they were really big for a Greek person. Oh, yeah. And then they call that the Cyclops or somebody who was really a badass when they were on a horse. So much so that they thought that the person was half horse, half human. That type mm. of stuff. So that's what I love about that game. But Assassin's Creed can, like, even if you get deeper into the game, they they eventually do put those myth, like mythical beasts in it. So, but uh, God of War has never really been known for like it messing. I, I guess you can never really accuse God of War for being historical, because historically accurate to begin. True. And mm-hmm. speaking of predictions, what do you, how do you guys speculate that Thor's hammer works in the game? Because we've all seen how it works in Marvel, where only the worthy can pick it up. But according to mythology, and it, you have to be strong enough to wield it. Yeah. That's all you so what do you think? My you think we get a scene where Kratos picks the, the, the exactly. hammer? Up? Exactly. <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> That would be too epic. That would be too epic. But we've seen him do some epic, like Kratos has done some epic stuff, guys. This This man got stabbed with a sword right through his gut, was thrown into hell, clawed his way up while it was being staged, only to go fight his dad and beat him with his fists. Hello? (laughs) Beat him to a pulp. Man. Definitely. Like that was just, that was just mean. Even playing that thing as a kid, bro, pressing that button and just seeing those punches land, bro, it was just they did it right. It was gruesome. It was gruesome. It was very gruesome. God of War was the game that I used to turn off when my parents walked in the room. Like they weren't supposed to know They thought what I was playing. They'd be like, no, no way. Switch that thing off. Yeah, like literally, he defeated one of the gods by smashing. You had to smash yeah. for you to be able to pass oh. the like, Yeah, I'm like, my, what is my, happening, guys? My favorite kill, honestly, is in God of War 2. That guy who he bashes with the door, right? Right, yo, that was just classic. I don't know why, but I just enjoyed Okay, no, I, I'm starting to sound like a psychopath. Let's move on. <laughs> Ah, dude, okay. <laughs> Remember the one where he beat Hercules, bro, with his own bear, whatever bear, bear. Oh, he's gone. Okay. Mm, yeah, and then he punched, <laughs> kept on punching him and punching him and punching him, beating him to a pulp. <laughs> his face, did his face turn into a skeleton? Like he removed everything yeah. from the face when he was done or some shit. But he punched the living. It's quite amazing what they've done with God of War because it's gone from being this power fantasy to being something so well written that now we're no longer talking about how he's going to kill certain characters. We're actually really well invested in the story and characters. And it it never used to be like that with God of War 1 and 2. (laughs) True. So it's kind of... Here's a little bit of nerd inside knowledge. I'm sure maybe some of y'all know this. So Cory Balrog, he is the person who created the God of War franchise, and the, for the most part, he actually, also wrote. Actually, no, he's not. Cory Balrog, he didn't write. Yeah, he he didn't create God of War. I think it was another guy that created God of War. I just can't remember his name. But Cory Balrog mm-hmm. then. 
kept it going. Took I over. think that guy left the studio. Oh, okay, bad. Yeah, but he's not going to be writing right the next. He, he's not going to be the one that uh, he didn't write the next game. We're getting, which I'm interested to yeah. see how the direction of that's going to. Be. But the person that is writing it, I believe he he's he's written stuff for Rick and Morty at Marvel, which is I insane. Marvel, I heard. I heard about Marvel, but not Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's wild. So, the, so I mean, but then the jokes will be for Brick and Sentry, so which means that maybe we might get some really good jokes, maybe. Maybe, but anyway, maybe. we gotta move on. We gotta move on. Yeah. Uh, something I'm also excited about is Spider-Man Two. Like Sony mm-hmm. was was here with the sequels, man. We're getting Spider-Man Two, Marvel Spider-Man Two. I think that's the name that we have so far. I don't know if it has like a subtitle, subtext. Sorry to interrupt, but can we just take a second just to appreciate the insane job that Insomniac is doing at Sony? Like, <laughs> that studio, yeah. they, they have never missed a beat. They have never let us down, not even once. No, they, don't, they don't miss. They don't miss. Yeah, they, they don't, don't miss. miss. Right? Insomniac is just, well, they're, they're exactly that. They're Insomniacs, bro. They don't sleep, bro. They just, <laughs> they've been, like, they've been carrying the PS5 lately. Honestly, because mm. Ratchet and Clank was yeah. one of the first only PS5 games. I know there were other PS5 games that were released, but they were also on PS4. That was the first right. true PS5 games. And at the same time, a few months after, we get Miles Morales. Now we're getting right. Spider Man 2 so soon. We're getting Wolverine. It's just mm. Insomniac. It's just mud. It's just Insomniac, Insomniac is like they're, they're putting in work and. I guess, man, we've already talked about it, so we'll, get, we'll we'll circle back to Spider-Man, but let's just get to this Wolverine thing because I'm excited about that. So Insomniac yeah, I'm, is I'm, making I'm a Wolverine game. How does that even look? Yeah, th- that's my biggest question because we've we've never seen Insomniac in this kind of light where they have to portray a violent character. All their games have kind of been these characters who, even not just the characters, but the tone of the games kind of been lighthearted so well no no you cannot tell me anything was lighthearted about the end macy because god damn it why did you make about me feel what? things on may oh, oh on may. May. okay yeah that was that was heartbreaking but that was yeah. tough man that was tough yeah. <laughs> the game in general do you guys remember even the old ps2 spider-man games even though they were light-hearted you could kind of like suplex somebody from the top of New York City. (laughs) 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 You know, you could do but in something that it's never been that kind of studio studio. Like as soon as you throw someone from a building, there's this automatic web which catches catches it. They never try to portray violence. So I'm I'm kinda interested in seeing what route they can't my my thought is they can't possibly make like a non R rated Wolverine, they wouldn't try to do that because if you've seen even in the Star Wars game that just came out, it didn't seem right. Like cutting people with a lightsaber and not having them split apart. A lot of fans said that kind of seemed off. Included. So well, same okay, but hold on. What about Star Wars at least? I mean, that is also kind of like a one-to-one projection of the movies as well. Like people get cut with lightsabers, but. Apart from you seeing being like hands being severed, you didn't really see like 
mutilation in a way that's yeah, like that's oh no but that's the but, point didn't they, they they didn't have any like cutting of the limbs cutting of the like it wasn't advanced it should have been more advanced you slice the guy by the knee the leg must go you know exactly. what i mean i see what you say i do see what you say it, it, it felt off like i have the game and i'm playing it and at times it still feels off because even the finishes are very cool and he does that's something cool. and flashes somebody yeah. across the waist and you just explain like maybe the top half to slide off but it just it falls flat in the end i'm hoping that's not the route that insomnia goes because i know at heart like i don't know man they don't seem like the kind of studio that would make a violent game so i was i was really surprised no one no one saw this coming there were never any leaks nothing bruh this was okay but then hold on hold on all right let's talk about this in the little teaser trailer that they showed they showed him at bloody knuckles now are we saying that that is just fan service for a trailer sense or do you think that them showing that scene shows that hey guys uh blood deal with it yes they do i i I think that they do because otherwise they wouldn't they would have shown him maybe even fighting outside that was a ball that was a bar fight that was a bro that was a bar fight you can see that people hey guys logan is here yeah and people are dead in that people have died. they're dead on the floor so they get this guy coming behind him with a knife already and you see him take out the claws you know what's about to happen if they right. decide that it's not going to be r18 or r-rated then mm-hmm. at that point i'll be highly disappointed because imagine shoving your uh, shoving wolverine's claws into someone and pulling apart but when he pulls apart you just get a rag doll of a dude and just bounce over the floor. like yeah. it's it's it, it won't feel right Man, they have really, to go deep like i'm, exci- those I'm stabs, excited yeah yeah like you go know on. like you can with gameplay with proper gameplay you can make it where if he shoves all those claws into a chest cavity you see it viscerally but if they choose to make it light-hearted like how they did with uh star wars you can still get him putting his claws into a chest cavity but it will feel flat it will just be like he's punching through it everything is just facing through they have to go bloody they have to go realistic they have to but they can't go full on moral combat to get me they have to not too deep but they have to oh wait say that again they can't go full on moral combat like that's just something that I'm ready to see Sorry, I was saying they can't go for a Marvel combat because I don't think there's any, anything that a Marvel property is willing to like put out there just yet. Oh well, yeah, true, true. Because it still is a Marvel. Like their name is on the is on the thing. Ooh, but wait, wait, ish. But it's Marvel. The last Logan was was Fox. Okay, yeah, maybe. And then here's what I'm kind of like. If I can kind of excuse that away, if they make the gameplay interesting enough like even if maybe they adopt some of the stuff that they use in Spider-Man maybe but I, I'd like to see a bit of a change I I go back to the old Wolverine games uh, I one in particular that I do remember where I don't know it was very arcade you know like uh, I, I think we we had after he had got his abilities and so like being prompted to leap off of top like and make impossible jumps to like plunge the claws into enemies 
and then kind of ripped them apart but like you said it was very like clay in that way that they didn't really show like you would rip somebody apart and they would spill out hell instead of blood or some sort of orbs or money for you to collect which i mean for the time that we were talking about this game it was acceptable enough the gameplay was great but sucked is that obviously graphics went in a place where it was acceptable as well as the story was very flat but i do want to say that the gameplay made you feel great when you had Wolverine spinning around with his claws and then they had action lines where you could see his claws spinning around his abilities that they made him do seemed great you had a berserker mode as well so they made it feel good gameplay wise but i want to see what a modern take on that is going to be like how do you make traversing around the world interesting as Wolverine like did you do the candy thing of he shoves his claws into trees and he starts climbing or do you make it so that you can still do that in a in a very gritty version you can still do it you know just one of the yeah but I mean the PS5 the PS5 definitely is demanding of like what the standard is right now like we can't have campy anymore really the okay. hyper realistic graphic we can't have campy anymore we can't have like games that are just like subpar oh yeah like like the way like where graphics are right now and where gameplay is right now i don't think anybody is really going to accept a half ass thing but insomniac has never been known for doing half ass you know here's my thing here's my thing with with them doing this people look look at them people are already like enamored with logan right in Logan, we got to see a more gritty Wolverine, a more realistic Wolverine, which we've always wanted to see. And mm-hmm. they actually did some fan service with Berserker mode. Right. Now, we now you can't introduce Berserker. You won't be able to introduce Berserker mode into this into this Wolverine that we're gonna get in our hands, and it doesn't feel as epic as simply just watching uh, Logan go falls deep into these guys crazy you know what i'm saying real berserker motor that was deep that guy literally lunged full body straight into a guy's chest and plunged into a tree like i'm talking like straight crazy berserker mode and now if you're gonna have it light-hearted even that berserker mode will feel like a joke you know what i'm saying like there's too much riding on this game being aggressive because it's wolverine we're talking and I we're grown so. we're grown people now we're not kids I'm still <laughs> so surprised we're so grown people now we're not kids <laughs> that's what I'm saying they could have chosen any game and honestly like the game that I saw Insomnia picking would have been something like Captain America because that fits their bill a bit more in terms of what they've done in the past you know it was either that I saw Captain America I saw Iron Man but Wolverine Never in a million years could I have seen this coming. Like you would have won all my money put <laughs> on this, you know. So this is so that's it's yeah. Big. It's huge. It's, it's really huge. Though. You know what? You know what I love about it though, like that movie they made, because definitely they put their best foot forward. Is that maybe now that means that we're gonna have a place where Insomniac is in charge of now making the Marvel games. Moving I definitely forward. think that Marvel was so impressed with the first Spider-Man that they gave them. Well, they did give them free reign on the first one. Uh, Sony 
obviously has a connection with Marvel and part of that was that they they, they weren't forced to make a Spider-Man. They were they were asked to choose any superhero that they wanted to make right. a game of. What I never thought would happen was that they'd get that opportunity again. I didn't think that let them choose even after they made Spider-Man. So I definitely do think that going forward, they have the power to just pick any superhero they like and make a game about that. And if any studio deserves it, it's definitely it's Yeah, they, they can pull it off. But Wolverine though, what? <laughs> I'm still that's surprised. The thing. Wolverine is such a surprise that they have to knock it out of the park. No one expected them to bring this. Dude, they have nobody to asked for it. Which is, why which is why I think they're going to do okay. Because nobody asked for it. They were on some, mm. yeah, so Wolverine. Like, it would have been different before. if there was speculation. Or there was, mm. like, some fan art crying for, we would like a Wolverine game. But then, literally, like, the industry did not know about this. Like, the industry did not know about this. That's <laughs> what makes this crazy. Dude. They played their cards right. They really did. But then moving on quickly, uh, because we briefly talked about it. So Spider-Man 2 is coming out. Uh, kind of projected. We kind of saw that being a thing. Yeah. What I do feel is exciting about this is it seems like you'll be able to play as my. I mean, they for let out said you're going to be able to play as Miles and as Peter. Mm-hmm. Right. What about- Whether or not you can choose who you pro- like progress your game with is different thing, but. As far as um, has been released, you'll be able to play as both of them in the capacity of them being Spider-Man. What about Venom, though? Do you guys so Venom, yeah, he was teased. Venom was teased in the thing. How he is going to be a protagonist. I think he's going to be a... Is it an antagonist? Yeah, he's going to be the antagonist. But he's going to fight him. Character, though, because in but then hold video, on, bro. So, so, so you think he's going to be main big bad? No, but he might be a cool boss battle at the end. I think there's gonna be multiple villains, just like the previous. Like there's gonna be maybe, 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 maybe. Or he might be the big bad. You, I don't know. You know, Depending they on have the story, to come out. They have to come up with a good story. That's the thing. I think maybe it might be a little bit too obvious if Venom is either the only one or the main one. I think there has to be something that makes this compelling one way or the other. What I want to know is whether he'll be able to infect either Peter Parker or Miles Morales and let those be like playable, you know, Venom Spider-Man. That's what I want, honestly. Just seeing Venom in every video game he's been in, he's always been introduced as a playable character. So I want to know what route Insomniac is going to take. Is it just going to be a boss battle, which would be wasted potential, honestly speaking? Either let uh, us. I really do think it's fine. Like I don't think they should. I'm just I like they're just kind of playing into, like just like you know the fans' hands of oh yeah. By the way, you can play as Venom. Like I don't really need that too much. What? Just because of this, yeah, oh, hear me out, hear me out. Only because I like like the way that Spider-Man and uh, Miles Morales played. Like it was enough for us to get these guys and feel like they're cool enough. Play them is, is great enough, and then also with the variety of costumes that you could have, made it feel as if like it was still fresh enough. I don't, I don't think we are still in a place of like the mid to early two thousands of oh you have now a costume you know 
a new skin that you can use and now you're playing as Venom where in reality but then they just made modifications and you're supposed to be quote unquote Venom they're gonna do a Venom thing make his own game you know what I'm saying give us a Venom game make it feel like I am now Venom in that same capacity don't add it as a oh my the game needs an extra bit of whatever so here's Venom because I feel like that's just a bit too if they make Venom if they make Venom a playable character, then they're going to make the game too complicated. Because they had the Peter Parker has his own moves, plus they have to give him some new ones. Otherwise, it'll be too repetitive. The same thing with Miles Morales right. in this next game. There has to be some That's new moves. Game, yeah. So if you put Venom yeah. as a playable character, it's going to become bloated. I think I, I, it'll. I think it'll hamper the story, dude. Unless they. It depends on how they make it. I mean, these guys are clever, so I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they are a lot smarter than we are, so they know. <laughs> I'll say that it's not the first time it's been done. Um, there have been, like I said, there have been a few video games where um, he's not necessarily. I'm not saying like he's playing as a character on his own. Obviously, he'd have to combine with either one of the um, the Spider-Mans. I think that's the way the story should go and even with potentially one of them becoming an antagonist once they combine with venom i can totally see miles fighting peter after he goes through some dark times combines with it that would be like so cool guys i i think like we're underestimating the potential uh, in his venom his whole would, thing but then is, what are they gonna do what are they gonna do for him in terms of abilities and so you get the venom suit here's what here's what's gonna be the problem Let's say you get the Venom suit to one of them and you get to play as that Venom, either Peter Parker or Max. That way they would then introduce new elements into Oh, now you have a new tree of abilities. Yeah. Yes? And let's say yeah, they would have to. you finish the game, it's complete, you've been defeated. Now they need to take those abilities away from you. And what happens if you enjoyed some of those abilities and you're like, ah, yeah. damn. Why couldn't I just stay as the Venom? Like, he was so much cooler. He punched harder. But or the, it mean, could go really bad where you just make it so it's the same abilities, but now he just punches harder. You know what I'm saying? But the way... Yeah. But the way they presented him in the trailer, it was very... Um, like, it was very... Um, He's attached to someone. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's already attached, attached to someone, but going to be. it... Yeah, and it was cast in a shadow. Already, you're telling the audience, Clark, via that, uh, via that, uh, whatever part, that this is a villain. This is not somebody you're taking on. Either that, or it's an alter ego. So, which means he attaches to someone. But in the trailer, he's already attached to someone, who I'm assuming is Brock. Yeah, yeah, which is so, gonna be interesting. Yeah, I mean, we we already saw Peter Parker as a grown up, and in most of the time. Uh, wait, 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 sorry. I'm confusing things. There's there's two hosts that Venom normally attaches to. It's either his bully it's Flash or Eddie Brock. Or the journalist. Yes, which one is the journalist and which one is the bully? Eddie Brock is, is the, uh, the journalist. journalist. Flash. Flash is the bully. Is the bully, yeah. Oh, so I'm assuming Flash is out of this because Peter Parker's already grown up. Mm. Uh, Interesting. I don't know, man. Make it like a random out of five situation. We've got. Three I, was, I was I was about to say that. Like it sounds like 
that is what you want to have happen. Yes. And I don't know. I, I'm not necessarily mad at that concept being a thing that video games start to include just as a thing of oh okay uh, you can choose whoever you want to switch to at any point and play that story out mm. and then there are moments where you are forced to have to switch back this that and the other I'm not too mad at that mechanic or oh, just yeah. forcefully being switched yeah I'm okay with that you get yeah like when the when the game when the game calls for an actual story beat that yeah you know needs someone it forcefully switches you mm. GTA yeah. did it right and at the end of the day we know from the movies and the comics that Eddie Brock does end up becoming a good guy so yeah. I do see he becomes, him really. he becomes Asian Venom no yeah he, he could be a viable third character we've got Peter Miles and Eddie and they all have their strengths and weaknesses obviously Eddie probably gonna face off against baddies with like you don't even need ultrasound sonic thing because i know sound is his weakness they just need like speak like they could there's many different ways you can't be all powerful so there could be ways that the bad guys can give you some trouble when you're playing as venom and you know maybe that's when you have to switch to it could be tactical so i don't know but just the, the fact that venom is there gets me excited for things that i shouldn't be excited about because they haven't announced anything but yeah. it's because we've seen before whether it's from the comics the movies the game we've seen it before and we're like okay insomniac balls in your court what are you gonna do with it because there's a lot of potential here but yeah i mean that, i think that's all for me in terms of the the venom thing yeah, anybody have anything to say before we move on quickly no all right um all right, moving on to the next topic. I wanted to talk about series. Again, we're going to stick with the Marvel theme right here now. But um, as you might know, uh, Marvel has had a few shows now, a couple of shows now that have been playing on the Disney Plus app or other website. Yeah, Marvel's had a couple of shows right now. We're talking about WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, and now What If? And I really want to, you know, talk about what if as the main thing. But I want the, I need to get into what if. Your what if is kind of lit for me, but we'll get into I, that. So what I want to mention, yeah. what I want to mention is that all of these shows have been said by Kevin Feige that they are canon. Right, all of the shows are canon. Even what if has some um, canon elements to it that they have said so. Events that happen in these shows are going to be affecting uh, the Marvel movies moving forward. And um, I guess we can start with Loki because that's really who I want to talk about is the big bad, quote unquote, of Loki, which is Kang the Conqueror. Have you heard of this name? Yeah, I've heard of Kang the Conqueror. Is it Khan? Kang. Kang. Kang the Conqueror. cutting their bit to me. Interesting. In this phase going forward. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, this, this is not a problem. I'm saying Kang the Conqueror is going to be the next big bad in terms of the next wave of Marvel movies are going to be getting, as well as like he's basically going to be our Thanos figure, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That being said, um, I'm going to spoil some stuff for Loki. 
because I want to bring up some issues, right? So, quickly, who's watched Loki here? Nobody uh, but me. You watched Loki? I'm kidding. Not even watched it yet. Tough. I'm not gonna watch it. Spoilers don't make the show any less exciting. If you say so, I wouldn't accept it. You, I would. Someone's gonna die yeah. if they were to spoil Loki. But that's just me. Here we go. So Loki goes this way, right? Uh, uh, from the in, from Endgame, uh, we get into the situation where they were doing the time heist, right? Trying to take stones from different points in time. So they could use them to snap everybody back. We good? Yeah. Uh, one of the plots that they had was to try to take the uh, space stone. Yeah, the space stone away from Loki after they had defeated him in the Battle of New York. Yeah. Because that's where they knew that they had the space stone in the you know presence. That goes awry, and they end up fumbling the ball, which being the space stone, and Loki ends up taking it and using it to teleport out. At that point, then our Avengers leave that timeline to go and try to get the space stone somewhere else. That then left a problem in the world of the multiverse because now that means there's a Loki that escaped not only Thanos but escaped that whole plotline up until the point that he gets killed. So somewhere there is a branch timeline with where Loki escaped. He, he got out of there. He never got to reconcile with his brother. He was never arrested in Asgard. This, that, and the other. The show then picks up from that Loki having being escaped, and the events that progress from that moment forward. Then we are introduced to the TVA. The TVA is basically this timekeeper. Um, yeah, they're called the Time Variance Authorities. They're basically a group of people who make sure that the timeline stays within its correct path. That nothing branches off that is too much out of the way of what should happen. And Loki escaping was one of those things that they were trying to police. So they grab him and they take him to a place in space and time that is completely div- like away from space and time. Like it exists in its own kind of pocket. Right? Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, Loki is then read uh, all his misdeeds up until that point. So this Loki hasn't had character growth. He is not really a good guy. As far as his stone knows, he has to get this stone back to Thanos. And he's also still trying to take over the world. So, um, we meet a character by the name of Mobius. And Mobius is saying that, look, you aren't even supposed to be here. By law, we should, what they call prune. And this, this act is basically like erasing you from the timeline so you no longer exist. But then Mobius decides that, look, we need you because there's another Loki out there that is causing havoc for us and we can't find them. And because you are a Loki and you know how Lokis think we're going to use you to be able to go find this person. Loki then agrees because he doesn't want to get murdered and they show him what his eventual destiny leads to, which is him getting his neck snapped by that. So he's like, fuck it, I'll help you, but I'm only doing it so that I can have my own stuff, you know, be that cool, cool. The show progresses and we find out that the Loki that they are tracking down is a female variant of Loki, which is what they call any being that is uh, brushed out from the original timeline, right? They have this thing in the, like, what, what these 
police are basically trying to maintain is what they call the perfect timeline. And the perfect timeline, as far as we know, it's been part of the time, so it doesn't really matter. But if anything that pops up in this timeline that's not supposed to be there, to get deleted. So they go and try to find this female Loki, track her down eventually, and they find out what her plot is. She is trying to like break down this, uh, the time variance officers totally. She doesn't want them to exist. She wants them all gone. And the reason why she wants them all gone is they were actually kidnapping Lokis from timelines that they existed in that had nothing to do with them being out of pocket. But for some nefarious plan, they didn't really know who was behind it. Fast forward, jump two. We find out that. Sorry? No, I got kicked out. Oh, you got kicked out? Yeah, so, I can so we fast forward and we find out that the person kind of behind the time variance officers and this there's this whole plot of there being a perfect Oh you're cutting there a bit doing now who, who is Kang? Kang is a scientist that exists in the world Sorry. Sorry. I was saying that we find out eventually that the person who was orchestrating this whole thing, like who created the Time Variance Authority who created the perfect timeline, created all these things, is Kang. Now, who is Kang? Is that uh, in the year, I think, 2057, so in the far future. But because he was a scientist, he eventually found out that there's multiverses, basically different levels of reality stacked up on each other. And what he did is that he found out a way to travel in between them. And in those realities, he went and he met up with other variants of himself. And what they decided to do was like, okay, so let's share knowledge so that we can like be super smart, basically. But eventually what ends up happening is that one person starts to distrust whether the other person's intentions are pure, which ends up in there being a war between all the Kangs. So... Uh, a war ensues and they're all at each other's necks for a long time until one eventually finds a way to lock them all out. He imprisons them, he makes it so that they can travel through the realms and he's the only one that stands in the end. What he does is that he creates the time variance. There is no timeline that leads to him or another Kang being created. Now here's what here's where it gets wavy. And I know it's already gone away as I've been speaking, but what is kind of wild is that Kang knows what is, was, and going to be. Basically, assuming that we have been following the Avengers the way that we have, he is kind of the reason the Avengers are even a thing. Like, he knew that Thanos was a thing. He knew that Thanos was supposed to get all these stones, that the world was supposed to be, you know, snapped in and snapped out. He kind of plotted all of that. So when Loki ends up confronting him at the end of the series, he gives them the option of, look, you have two choices. One, I can give you the keys to what I've been doing here and you can take over and make it work the way that you want. Or you can kill me, in which case you're going to get variations of me that are really not going to be anything that you're going to like. So the variant of uh, Loki, which is the female variant, like they end up teaming with each other. 
because she wanted the, all of this thing to stop and have free will was basically what she wanted she ends up killing Kang and then the last words that Kang says to her is that see you soon so there is a moment where our Loki that we've been following throughout the series is then sent back in time well sent through a portal and when he arrives he is trying to warn people that look Kang is coming but where he arrives he finds out that he's already been running the show Kang the conqueror has already been running the show so he's too late basically assuming the fact that a Kang did eventually come who was bad enough to fuck all the shit up that was a mouthful so where are we right now where we are right now is we have a we have a villain here who is supposedly all-knowing right and supposedly is the one that kind of plotted out the route of many of our heroes so they are aware of the fact that um, Captain America is an old man he's aware of the fact that uh, there's a new Captain America in the form of Falcon and um, he's aware of the fact that you know the world doesn't have a Tony Stark in but the interesting bit of it, the next movie that we're supposed to be getting is, uh, or rather, the next we're supposed to be getting is the Multiverse of Madness. So Doctor Strange, being a sorcerer, is able to traverse multiverses as well. And now that is probably going to bring him in direct contact with Kang in some way. So yeah, I guess I'm not to say that if you're aware of any of this are you excited about any of the upcoming movies where do you think they're going to go with it and yeah do you think there's going to be an end to what we're going to see with you know the MC no no, no. and uh, at the same time <laughs> it's gotten to that point where wherever you're watching a Marvel property the first thing you have to ask yourself is okay in which timeline does this take place and in which time period like with the the upcoming hawk series you know i saw the trailer and the first thing that came to mind is that okay now in which period of time is this taking place in okay they did they did actually say there is a timeline like, it's just he's in between um, Spider-Man No Way Home Far From Home Whatever The second no Spider-Man way. movie oh, no, The second Spider-Man movie The second one The London mm-hmm. one The uh, London one I'm kind of king. <laughs> I think it's Far From Home Yeah it is Far From Home But that, that's the point I'm trying to make Is that Whenever you're watching A Marvel Like it's got It's already convoluted Every time you yeah, watch You just have to think about Okay now we're in the timeline. Twenty-one four. What? The... And Sorry, guys. You know, now that it's gonna be this whole multiverse thing added to the equation, not only are we gonna have to worry about the time now. Okay, which universe am I in? Which version of this super? Yo, it's, it's getting confusing. Yeah, it is getting and confusing. like even in the last podcast before Marvel went into this whole phase two thing, we we're just kind of debating like, hey you know them mixing up series and movies is only gonna make this thing way too complicated and it is i won't lie but uh, they haven't like messed up that yet in terms of a 
series or a movie they've all been pretty much good with my least favorite being WandaVision was kind of okay word 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 yeah but everything else for me has been pretty good you didn't like WandaVision bro I I didn't dislike it it was just okay for me it was a strong six to a seven it was just nothing remarkable at the end of it I would not recommend it definitely yeah. I mean look the, the kind of the kind of feel for the Marvel shows really is a thing of how do you make the balance between this is just a good series to watch and then pair that with um I'm going like you have to give something for the diehard fans to sink their teeth into moving forward because that's really kind of what all of these series really are they don't really have a play in terms of the person that's just going to be like okay i watched it i'm gonna go watch whatever is next in the theater i don't think that that person is concerned too much about the series um like the people making the movies know that what makes it difficult is like like us breaking down the series in terms of oh so this connects to here and one division and falcon is, is, is important because of this like that is where the problem comes because it's kind of messy like how do you juggle making the movies good and how do you juggle making the series good? I, I will say you, you are right. There are definitely levels to it. Like you can tell that much more thought and effort had been put into Loki as compared to WandaVision as a series. You know, the fact that with WandaVision you kind of have to put up with like an 80s television show, show for the first three episodes. I was like, mm-hmm. no, these guys are stalling. They're busy with something better in the background. And they were, like, you know, so yeah, it is kind of a balancing act. Some series are meant to be just good, like Wanda, it was just fine. And then some of them are meant to be showstoppers, which introduced a whole new aspect, like the whole Kang the Conqueror thing, like Loki. It was a bit more significant. If I'm being if I'm being 100% real, like that is the only series that I would recommend somebody watch in terms of if you're going to go into the movies, watch that to find out like why it is why here. You know. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to watch WandaVision, it's going to make sense once you see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness because supposedly she's going to be the antagonist of that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this whole thing of you know her trying to you know get her kids back. Oh. And her messing around, yeah, her messing around with looking into different multiverses, trying to do that. That doesn't sit well with not a certain sorcerer. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, I thought it. I thought yeah, it was. Yeah. Go ahead. I thought it, it was Doctor Strange dealing with the ramifications of what is about to do in the upcoming Spider-Man movie. Right. I mean that that does play a part into it, but I think that's all just kind of leading up to the fact that the world is now opened up to the possibility of there being different multiverses. I see. I see. That is kind of going to be the setup of all oh, the multiverses. Like we have problems that are just bigger now than one Thanos. Now you have to think about. Other worlds with multiple Thanos, which is going to be a problem. Yeah, 
it also then it also then brings into the conversation of we've lost our Tony Stark. Can we find another one? Please no. Please um, no. Let, let's just let's just throw Reed Richards into the picture. I think he'd make a good um, Tony Stark replacement. Right. I mean, that's also the other conversation that can be had with. And I guess you're right. Maybe the Marvel Cinematic Universe will never stop because with multiverses being opened now you've opened up the realm for there to be mutants for there to be a fantastic four for there to be uh, do you Deadpool. guys think do you guys think that now that fantastic four is under marvel it'll finally get rid of its curse its cinema curse of just having bad entry after bad entry i mean even x-men has had a few good movies but uh, they have. <laughs> there were a few that I enjoyed. Um, but in terms of Fantastic Four, yeesh. Yeah, uh, no, and the Fantastic Four has kind of been in shambles for yeah, a long time. A, so I don't know. I don't know if it's a casting thing. Sorry. I don't know if the issue is because they have bad casting or bad writers. No, it, it, it can be like there is definitely I feel like there is a way for them to do it right with Marvel it's definitely under the right head but now this is this is where we're actually going to find out like if Marvel can't pull it off then <laughs> yo, I don't one's going to try ever again like this is it that is true you know, anyway fellas um man i think we crushed it you know yeah i think we, we, we made a podcast i appreciate you guys for being on okay, um, even though i was silent but yeah <laughs> yeah um okay i guess to finish off i'm just going to uh say that do you do any of you have anything to plug so i'm gonna start with you nemesis nemesis uh, Angie. Instagr- in instagram nemesis uh QKRJ Twitter Nemesis NG uh, Twitch Nemesis Earthquaker J um, Yeah, that's about it <laughs> Shout out to you, man Thanks for coming through Thank you, thank yo, you Yo, yo, yo Sorry Nah, man Um Nothing for me to plug. I'm gonna plug you to me. Good, good podcast. You know, it was a very enjoyable one. And yeah, man, post something on your YouTube channel sometime soon as well. Hey, bro, born and tough. Born. <laughs> it's tough, but yeah, no, I. I thank you for that. I, I will. I will definitely be. I'll get I'll, I'll get on it. Thank you for that. LG. Yeah. The homie. What you got? Uh no plugs. No plugs. I'm not doing anything social media for it. So yeah, but otherwise this was fun. I enjoyed this. And we should do more of these, man. Yeah, man, definitely. Yeah. Um the idea. Huh? Next time we should do we should do a live on Vigo. Not with my I'm face. Sort of like a podcast. Not with my face. You don't want to rhino on that. 
no, you don't. Side without you being <laughs> to face or no face, but still. Oh, I bet, bet, bet. Yeah, bet, I'm still bet. learning the app though. Because I just got into it. Thanks, guys. No, like you guys, uh, I appreciate you very much. Uh, you guys are the homies. Uh, it's, 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 you know, it's very rare to find a group of people that you vibe with, especially for things that are kind of that are kind of like, you know, out of the norm of what black kids are supposed to like. So it is dope to have you guys here. And there's definitely going to be more with these wonderful people. So if you're a fan of the podcast, please uh, follow, subscribe, and, uh, you know, uh, do everything to protect, to connect yourself with Mama's Basement. You can find Mama's Basement, like I said, on Spotify. You can find us as well on Anchor. Um, I go by the name of Kevin Kryptonite. Uh, yeah, man. We will see you guys in the next one. So, yeah, man. thank you. Cheers, cheers. Cheers. Okay, bye. Bye. Was that it?